I uh, was thinking a little bit about the other day about how Joe Biden, you know, the guy that said he was going to be the uniter in chief, called uh, those of us that are MAGA Republicans semi-fascists. Well, that had me a little bit of confused because I have done shows before and I have talked about what fascism is. It's like, I, I'm pretty darn aware of what fascism is and I don't believe I meet that criteria and neither does anybody I know. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that. So since I was a little bit confused by the statement, I thought I would look up the meaning of the word fascist. One definition I found stated that fascism is defi defined as a system of government marked by centralization of authority under a dictator, a capitalist economy subject to stringent government controls, violent suppression of the opposition, and typically a policy of belligerent nationalism and racism also known as a political philosophy or movement based on or advocating such a system of government. Now, I, I don't think that matches me at all. I don't think I meet any of those criteria. But isn't it our currently Democrat-controlled government that over the past couple of years forcibly closed private businesses, closed beaches, closed parks, closed schools, forced Americans to participate in a medical experiment, namely the mRNA injections, which by the way, are still only under emergency use authorization. They are not approved. I, I run into so many people all the time and say, oh, well, they're approved by the FDA. No, they're not. They're not approved by the FDA. Get over it. That is not true. Emergency use authorization. There is no emergency. Look around you. There is no emergency. Not to mention Joe and his other Democrat cohorts were coercing everybody into wearing a mask all the time. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm all for freedom of expression, freedom of doing whatever you want to do. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get a, an experimental injection, Go for it. I don't care. But don't, don't make me do it too. And by the way, if you believe if this crap really works, then you shouldn't be concerned about me having to do it too. Because if you do it, then you're safe, right? Maybe you really don't even believe that. People were threatened. People were coerced. And yes, people were even arrested and jailed if they refused to comply. Isn't our current government under the leadership of Joe Biden using a now military arm of the regime known as the FBI to raid the homes and offices of the opposing political party members in the wee hours of the morning with military style assault weapons? Soon with the doubling of the size of the IRS, I think we can count on targeting our bank accounts. IRS agents will even be armed. Isn't the current leadership using that same FBI to coerce social media to suppress information that is unfavorable to them and project the narrative that is beneficial to keeping them in power? Remember how the White House announced they were going to flag posts for Facebook? Remember the Disinformation Governance Board? Ministry of Truth. 
It is now considered normal to decide you don't like someone and then use the power of the federal government to find a crime to charge them with. Due to the constant propaganda of the state-run media outlets, many Americans now wish for harm against those with a different opinion. I actually had somebody the other day tell me that they wish Donald Trump, Trump was dead. And another person told me that since they didn't like Donald Trump, that he should be put in prison. In fact, there are a lot of indoctrinated Americans that would like to see a lot of us that they disagree with put in jail. Since they likely disagree with me, I'm sure they would also like to see me silenced or even put in jail. We see this tyrannical regime using tactics reminiscent of Nazi Gestapo's to confiscate confidential documents from a lawyer's office. I wonder what happened to attorney-client privilege. Arrest a preacher for preaching. Round up political prisoners and drag them away in shackles. Raid the homes of political opponents and even raid the home of a former president. Political prisoners are being held without bail, without visitation, without an actual conviction, without due process in gulag style solitary confinement on misdemeanor charges for an indefinite period of time in disgusting unsanitary conditions. Some prison guards are abusing those with political views they don't agree with. This abuse includes verbal abuse, sleep deprivation, denying a shower, beating them, and even torture. One man I read about was actually kicked in the groin until he passed out. This is all happening because there is absolutely no accountability for the current evil corrupt government. If you're a conservative, you are a potential target. The current resident of the White House is making laws through decree while completely bypassing our representatives in Congress. Now, I'd like you to remind me again. What is a fascist? Hmm. You know, one thing I have noticed uh, by talking to a number of people, I recently went on a trip to Florida, talked to a lot of people there too, and it's, it's amazing that people have been indoctrinated so thoroughly over the past two now going on three years that they literally, when you try to tell them new information, and I talked about this on a previous show about cognitive dissonance. This is one of the symptoms of cognitive dissonance, not, not wanting any new information. You don't want anything that challenges what you have been made to believe. And I mentioned to somebody I knew about the 2000 Mules movie. And he said he had never heard of it. And he had no interest in whatsoever in watching it. But he strongly believes there was no election fraud. And he wants to keep believing that. So the current regime even endorses the violent hate group known as Antifa by using the website domain antifa.com. Don't take my word for it. Type it into your browser. It redirects you to whitehouse.gov. For quite some time, Democrats have embraced fascism and communism. They used to hide it, but now it's out in the open. 
because they have successfully brainwashed half the country into thinking that all of us that believe in liberty and freedom are the enemies. Remember Ronald Reagan? They constantly attacked him too. Reagan was referred to as a dangerous cowboy, undisciplined, uneducated, and a dunce. In contrast, during Reagan's time in office, the Democrats absolutely loved the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. They thought Gorbachev was going to save us from Ronald Reagan. One of the big inspirations in my life, Rush Limbaugh, used to warn us about this way back in the 1980s when I first got interested in talk radio. I'm going to channel a little bit of the late, great Rush Limbaugh from one of his shows back in the 1980s. So it went like this. And this is one of my favorite skits by Rush Limbaugh, by the way. I quote, Now, Gorbachev, there was a man in whom we could place our total trust. And then Gorbachev came along and proposed a couple of things called perestroika and glasnost. And in the interest of saving time, what those things were is simple attempts by Gorbachev to institute a little bit of freedom amongst the Soviet people while maintaining an iron grip on them and communism. What happened was American culture began to infiltrate the Iron Curtain. Something as simple as reruns of the Dallas TV series exposed the lie to what the Soviet leadership told their population about America. And then there was Levi's jeans. And so much of pop culture began to undermine the Soviet leadership. They began to lose control of the population. The barbarians were infiltrating the USSR. So they tried to institute glasnost, which basically means a little bit of openness and perestroika which was designed actually to fool the American media into thinking that the Soviet Union was engaging in reform. That made Gorbachev all the more popular with American liberals especially and the American press. Gorbachev finally came along and made it look like he was going to be the guy that could finally sit down, have a meeting with the United States, and convince Reagan not to blow up the world. And a meeting was scheduled in Washington, D.C. Gorbachev was to come to the United States and actually have a meeting with Reagan, at which time Gorbachev would tell Reagan how it was going to be at which time Mikhail Gorbachev would save the world from Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan referred to the Soviet Union as the evil empire. That angered the American media and the Democrat party like you can't believe, I bet you can believe it. Reagan went into the radio studio one day to record a Saturday morning presidential address and before recording he joked, the bombing begins in five minutes. That was leaked out. Of course, it was leaked out. And the press and the Democrat Party went bonkers, thinking Reagan was on the verge of losing it. Of course, they thought that about him all along. Of course, that's what actually made the rest of the world afraid of Ronald Reagan, because they thought he was a shoot-from-the-hip cowboy that was bound to just do whatever at any moment. I look at that as a good thing, honestly. They thought he was literally going to bomb the Soviet Union. 
Apparently, Reagan forgot that the Democrats have absolutely no sense of humor. You don't joke about the Soviet Union. You don't joke about nuclear weapons. That was horrible. So when Gorbachev and the birthmark, which grew as the Soviet Union expanded, you could actually see that birthmark grow. You could see Maine, see the East Coast, see Florida. As the Soviets' expansion and infiltration of the U.S. culture grew, so did the Gorbachev birthmark. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, the trip to Washington was announced. Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev, with his lovely and gracious wife, Raisa, would come. And by the way, show Nancy Reagan a thing or two about China. I'm talking about plates, dinner service China. Nancy Reagan had nothing on Raisa Gorbachev. So finally, at Andrews Air Force Base, there is a gathering throng awaiting the arrival of Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev. State Department luminaries, administrative figures, media, and members of the public who could get in were all waiting as the leader of the evil empire arrived on American soil to save the world from the evil finger of Ronald Reagan. And then they saw it. The Aleutian 2-62 jetliner on final approach at Andrews Air Force Base. The technology to build that plane, by the way, was stolen from Boeing. It landed. The Aleutian 2-62 jetliner carrying Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev and the communist leadership began to taxi near where the throngs were gathering to hail the arrival of the savior of the planet Earth. Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev, and I'm not exaggerating this, this is exactly how it was portrayed in the American media. The plane kept taxiing and getting closer and closer. And as it got closer and closer, the anticipation in the crowd began to build. The Aleutian 2-62 Soviet jetliner, technology stolen from Boeing, pulled to a stop in front of a gathering throng. For the longest time, the door did not open. This led to further anticipation on the part of the crowd, all of whom were deeply invested in saving the planet from the United States of America. The door finally opened, and the stairs were rolled up, and still, no sign of Gorbachev. Just a bunch of underlings, flight attendants, support staff gathering at the top of the stairs and walking down. It was noted that Reagan was not there. And then, all at once, there he was. Mikhail Sergeyevich Gorbachev had arrived, standing atop the stairs just outside the front door of the Aleutian 2-62 Soviet jetliner, the technology to build it stolen from Boeing. He waved, and the crowd could barely contain itself. Screams of delight. Shouts of sheer and pure joy emanated from the hundreds and hundreds gathered to witness the arrival of the man who was going to save the world from Ronaldus Magnus. And then he took off the hat, and there it was, the birthmark. 
instantly the crowd went nuts. They began screaming and squealing with delight and uncontrolled passion. Sheer joy, the likes of which had not been experienced outside a Soviet jetliner ever. Shouts from the crowd could be heard. Oh my God, oh my God, he's here. He has come. Oh my God, we're saved. Gorbachev is here. Oh! And the first public gorbasm ever to happen on record was witnessed. Gorbachev then walked down the stairs, got in the Soviet Zill limousine, by the way, four miles to the gallon and just a piece of junk car, and drove off to the Soviet embassy to keep spying on the American people. He got some sleep, had the meeting, and Reagan had his way with him. This was a story by Rush that had me rolling in laughter. I hope you enjoyed it too. Unfortunately, it sadly reflects how a lot of Americans feel about our land of the free. They have been conditioned to believe that freedom is bad and communism is good. I bet a lot of people in the world would disagree with these ungrateful entitled Americans. Seems like things never change. The Dems are who they have always been. And now they are slowly changing the United States into what the USSR used to be.